Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Help Me Be Me. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Bates. I'm a writer, director, mom, and a breakup coach with an MAMFT. And this podcast is kind of like a personal relationship, in that I talk to you like you're my friend. I provide tools to help you feel more grounded, empowered, inspired, and most of all, help you see yourself. This is aimed at creating more harmony and happiness in the relationship you have with you so you can better guide your life and also be better to those you love. Take what helps and leave the rest. This is not a diagnosis for treatment. If you're really struggling, call your local emergency services. Hi friends, this is an episode I'm calling a grounding perspective. So this is for creating a safe container uh, as you move through the end of the year. And it's really to remind yourself of the hierarchy of life and what is important and also what's a total waste of time. So it's really for being able to ground in the face of a lot of mixing of the mud, so to speak, which I think happens as we move through family situations, holiday situations, it's like it just stirs up old stuff, can feel a little bit like you're getting flooded at times. And also, it's really just to help you reinforce that mental hierarchy. So not getting sucked into drama, keeping your eyes on what's important, feeling a sense of gratitude, being able to savor what you have. I think holidays can be really heavy for a lot of people. So I wanted to invite you to tune into joy and optimism. So I would call this episode kind of a reflection of sorts in that it's about resetting how we think about life and what we prioritize. I am just, I would call it offering a light repositioning in your mindset that comes back from that sense of chasing and need and what's next. You know, instead of leaning forward, you're kind of coming over your body and saying, I'm here now and I'm so thankful for all that I have. How blessed am I? My grandparents had a a very daily and it was just woven into everything they did, this practicing of gratitude and a reminder of how much they have. Like they were constantly 
saying prayers at meals to like feel grateful for what they had. And I wish I had that. I wish I had some practice like that. I do gratitudes, but I think, you know, it's really important to just feel awe. And I recently had a friend pass away very, very suddenly. And what I got from that was, as well as, uh, you know, some health scares, I feel like it came, it brought me back into my person in a different way. It gave me like a lens shift. So I'm going to ask you, like, if this is all there is just today or just this week or just this month or even this year, what would change? Like, how would you re-examine your life and everything in it? What would look different to you? And with this friend that passed away and what this health stuff did for me is it just flooded me with gratitude and appreciation for how short everything is, how fast everything goes. So let's step back from the investment in what's next, what do I need, what am I looking toward, and let's just come back into the seat of our person and really savor and let's just right now call to mind what do you love about what you have and who you have and what do you honor most in your life maybe it's a person that comes to mind maybe it's a practice you have and I think uh, as we move through this episode these are mostly tools Um, I have some, there's like a big tonal shift halfway through the tools where I'm just going to focus on like rejecting the bullshit, like the stuff that we get sucked into that we think matters. That's actually a waste of time. That's trivial. Um, I just wanted to offer this perspective. One thing that I experienced in my upbringing was I was really focused on creativity and the arts. And I think what that did for me was remind me constantly of my own power and foster my own voice and the meaning and importance of what I had to say and express in this life. And I never looked down on the value of that voice. And I think what I want to do is encourage that in you. I think something happens to us through the school system or any system really of culture. It's like we get indoctrinated and we're kind of taught by all communications all the time, again and again, be like this, be the same, be like this person, be like that person, act in these ways, in this framework, don't disobey the norms, are you fitting in? And it's like, even if it's not, you know, a literal message, it's very subversive, it's in every communication. So instead, I want you to start to ask, who was I originally? And how can I protect that? What do I have that I prefer that is not what everybody else likes? And what am, what should I be doing to foster happiness in myself if this external thing is actually not giving me happiness? Like we have so many practices that we kind of have have to participate in via culture, like routines of celebration or whatever it is like there's there are all these things that we feel like we have to do and oftentimes I don't think we really like them or some of them we don't some of them we love some of them we're like this is this feels very strange and unnecessary so just take note take note of those things and really come back into it is better and I celebrate being exactly who I am and what and practicing what I believe and expressing that 
So with that, here are some tools for um, some awe and also um, coming back in grounding into yourself. Before I do the tools though, first a brief word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, the first tool is called awe assignment or smile time. There is so much love in the world that is flowing all around us in all directions. And I think sometimes we just need to tune in to that and feel grateful. So this is a journal, a set of journal prompts. You can also do it in your mind's eye, um, but just a practice of awe. So the first one, uh, think of or write about a friend you love and really feel appreciative of that person for just a concentrated paragraph. What do you love about them? What have they done in your life? What have they brought to you that you would have would not have otherwise had? What did they bring forth in your personality? What's the nicest thing they have done for you this year? Next prompt, think of a moment you treasured this week and then another one this year next prompt I want you to write the story of all that had to align for you to be here today and this is kind of like an exercise in feeling small and I just want you wherever you are today to be the top of the mountain in this narrative and if you're having trouble with this story or you're feeling like um I mean I had to buy groceries and buy an apartment maybe start back in time so for example your great-grandparents had to survive this event and then they had to move to this place and then they had to bring up your grandparents who had to go to this place and they had to survive in these amazing ways. And then your parents had to grow up here and then have you and go from this place to this place. And then you had to go from this to this to this. Think of all of that and bring it all the way to today right now and where that was and where that is. Next prompt. I want you to take an inventory of all of the things you are so, so grateful, privileged, lucky, happy, excited to have. And I mean like your stuff, but also just abilities, you know, time. I am so grateful to have the resource of time. I'm so grateful to have the resource of a house that keeps my family comfortable um, I'm so grateful to have food that is delicious. You know, I'm talking like literal things like your heat. Access. Access to get to people that you care about. To be able to participate in activities that make you thrive and feel well. So this is just like 
individually feeling grateful for all of those things and really feeling a sense of your own wealth. And then next prompt, I want you to think of the most amazing, miraculous, spontaneous gift you've received this year. Maybe it was an event. Maybe it was an experience. Maybe it was a coincidence. And just retell it to yourself. Retell that story. You were doing blank one day. And then you were like, I really want blank. And then suddenly, whatever it is, whatever that story is, maybe it's a story of overcoming something that was like, you know, such a scary thing. And then it came out great. And then at the end of this exercise, I just want you to take a moment to feel in your physical body a state of openness, neutrality, non-judgment, and a subtle sense of optimism. Optimism? Optimism. Just a state of kind of like being welcoming. I invite the year that is to come. And that's it. That's my first tool. Second tool, this is a brief little meditation I want us to all do together. Send light and love and healing and relief. Fill in the blank for something that feels more appropriate for you. This is just an invitation to think of a person or persons who need relief and need love. And maybe they don't need it. Maybe it'd be nice for them to have it. I just want you to think of that person in your mind. Picture them. And now just feel love for them. Send all of it. Just send it like you're, there's a beam of light coming out of your body. Smile at them. And just ask that they be given relief. Sorry if you feel like I just tricked you into praying. <laughs> but no joke. There are statistically significant studies on the effects of prayer. Just want to throw that out there. But anyway, moving on. All right, next tool you're not going to like this tool if you didn't like that part of that tool. Um, I'm calling it prayer targeting or um, we could call it energy targeting, goal targeting. I just wanted to offer this up for anyone who has had the same consistent goal or wish and has been hitting a wall with that wish or with that goal. And this is just a way to twist it. If you feel like, ah, oh, man, this fucking thing is about on my vision board for like six years now. Or like, ah, I've been trying towards this thing and like wanting it so bad and nothing has changed. Just twist that goal a little bit sideways. Sometimes I think we pray or we wish or we imagine or we goal set toward a result. Like we want the thing, the outcome, the end. But sometimes it's better for us to really target um, a way of being, not the actual outcome. So for example, maybe you can instead target the growth, the growth that it takes to get to that thing. For example, like in order to keep wealth or in order to keep a relationship, we have to genuinely feel a sense of worthiness or we have to have um, the skill set to maintain that thing. Like we have to have that wisdom. So maybe you haven't been goal setting for the right thing. I had something, I had a realization like this recently. Um, I saw a, a better 
goal or a better outcome when I saw someone else come back into their being after earning themselves back via a very long road that they had to walk on their own. And it was a very long road that was very painful to witness. But I think we have to allow for things to grow organically into the outcome that we so desperately want. So just trying to offer that up. Maybe just wish for the growth or the ability or the mindset or the wisdom around the thing you're, you've been hoping for. And um, this is my second half of my tools that are, I would say, more targeted toward boundaries or staying grounded as you move through holiday functions. So it's slight, slightly different tone. First tool, where am I putting my body with my attention? And this is really for respecting one one's own boundaries or one one's, one's container. I think one thing that happens to us when we are um, around people that we're not normally around, like family or you know inherited family, when people are foreign to us in a specific emotional rhythms kind of way, or maybe they're not kind for some for no apparent reason, or they're inconsistent with their kindness to us. It's like we we start to regulate or try and control that affection or that relationship based on our old patterns that are like really just desperate coping mechanisms. And so we turn into children. And this is what we do when we feel insecure or we feel unsafe. So one thing I wanted to frame for you before you go into like a function where this might be occurring, think about where am I putting my body? Like where am I putting my energy? my care, my heart, my body, um, in the face of this person. Like think of yourself as physically putting yourself underfoot. And if you can tune in and ask, where am I putting my body right now? Where am I putting my heart right now? Um, then you can ask, is this, is this with people who deserve that and who demonstrate they are respectful of that body? So like I literally picture myself putting my head below someone's foot or my heart below a person's foot. And if that person has demonstrated they are not kind, gentle, safe, consistent with my person, that is my fault for putting myself underfoot. And I really have to come back, step back into my own safe container. So this is just a way to reframe before you leave your safe space for whatever function it is. Just remind yourself, like, come back into my my body. Come back into my warm space, my little warm bubble of sanctity that I have a responsibility to protect. And what does that mean in literal terms? I mean literally remove energy from trying to get something from another person. Remove access to yourself. Remove your gaze. Remove your proximity. Remove your attention. Your need to communicate. Think of yourself like you're an elite celebrity, and you're on the street, and you're try- you're trying to be see nothing. You see, you are nowhere. You are distracted. You are busy. You cannot be sought. All right. The next tool. This is a a little homage to Rick Rubin, um, a part of one of his chapters in the Creative Act. Um, if you're interested in this book, I'll put a link in the show notes because I love it. So the tool is called Professionally Edit. So in the Creative Act, the book, um, he talks about just the editor, the part of yourself that edits is kind of the 
His quote is, the editor is the professional and the poet. But in your life, it's also true. The, you have to edit the, the room that you design that contains all of your life experiences, all of your relationships, all of the things you do, all the people you interact with, all of the conditions that you experience. And you have to design that based on a clear set of rules. It has to be consistent. So I just want you to look around like the container that you have designed that is your life. The people in it, the things you do, the things you practice, what you put in your body. Are there any things in this life that are inconsistent with what you want for this art piece that is you? Like, is there anything that's violating that sacred room? Is there anything you're doing that is betraying it? I did this exercise myself and I realized there were practices I had that were in violation of my values in that I was doing this thing to be popular. I was doing this thing to feel like I fit in and I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, no, that doesn't actually fit anymore with who I am. It's like an old, it was this old unconscious impetus to like be doing the things that other people are supposed to do. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't actually care about that. I forgot. I used to, I don't anymore. So I just want to invite you to take an inventory and notice, am I doing anything that violates what I hold to be sacred and I'm deliberately curating in my current life? All right, the next tool, a permission slip with a big heart on it. (laughs) Um, I just want to hand you guys a little permission slip. There's a little drawing of a heart on it and just know that this is from me to you it's a gift for the holidays if you don't want to be in a situation and you think that situation is going to be extremely triggering triggering and painful for you or scary and dangerous you don't have to do it you are allowed to protect yourself and you are allowed to make yourself feel safe and soothed and it's okay that's it I just remember when I was doing like a lot of work in therapy, I had so much dread over being in situations like big family gatherings. And I was, it was because I knew I would become overwhelmed and unstable. And I felt like I had to do it. I really had this thing in my head where I'm like, I have to though. I just have to. You don't though. That's made up in your head. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. You are allowed to protect yourself. It's not at them. It's not, you're not trying to hurt anybody. It's just, it is what it is. If you are not capable of remaining safe right now with an experience, you don't have to do it. And then part two of this tool, is just my mantra I give on all sorts of podcasts. I accept all out- outcomes. If you are fear forecasting and you are going to enter a situation that you think is going to be scary and overwhelming, it's just a reminder to put down those expectations and come back into neutrality and non-judgment because the, f- the fear forecast is like you thinking you're going to be psychic and you're going to predict everything. Just remember, you have no idea what's going to happen. You have not lived that experience yet. If you're worried, just say, come back into the energy in your body of neutrality. Like, what does trust feel like? What does trust feel like? Relax your stomach, relax your shoulders, and then say aloud, maybe this will be different than I think it is. Maybe I have no idea what will come from this experience. Next tool, just a brief reminder of grounding. Grounding throughout 
an event, throughout an evening, throughout whatever situation that might be overwhelming to you, bringing up old memories. Um, just do little check-ins. I used to go in the bathroom all the time and just like take a moment to make eye contact with myself, to look in the mirror, hand over heart, come back into the seat of myself, remind myself of my own value and self-love. If someone else is not celebrating you and how great you are, don't take it personally. Which brings me to the next tool, which I love, the magical benevolent power of the benefit of the doubt. I think we should all use this all the time, even in situations when it's not true, it still is so powerful and helpful. Never forget the power of the benefit of the doubt. We are constantly ricocheting off of one another, constantly feeling every single fucking person is like, well, they didn't do blank. Well, uh, I think I won't because they just did blah, blah, blah. Like so many just insecure responses to things that we have misinterpreted most of the time or have taken overly seriously for how big they are. So this tool is really just as much as you can give people the benefit of the doubt. Assume they did not do it intentionally. Assume they are going through something very difficult. Assume they are very busy. Assume that they are hurting themselves. And just come back into wholeness. Come back into your own energy of enoughness. I need nothing from anyone. I am fulfilled and happy unto myself, regardless of how anyone else feels. Just come back into that feeling of safety and my cup is so full. My cup is overflowing. I send them love. If they're assholes, I send them love. And assume you have no idea what whatever's going on in someone's mind. I think this is partly just because a lot of family issues come up when people do not assume this thing. And I think they get worse and worse because the next person does that and the next person, the next person, this person. Um, okay, cool. Next tool, true you rules. When we cannot help but want to win people over or be popular or be pleasers, including when it's somebody that's like demonstrated they are not worthy of that affection or that kindness, like if people are rude for no apparent reason, people are cold, inconsistent, I think this occurs a lot with people with in-laws. I think, um, imagine I'm giving you like a little script tattoo on your forearm. <laughs> that, that script says, don't compromise the true you for shallow, limited assholes. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that lovely on your arm? But I just want you to know that people are simple. And yes, a lot of people go up after things that are glittery and or things that benefit them because it's just, it's easy. And, or they go after, are attracted to things that they identify with culturally, but it's always about them. It's not about you. And so my reason for giving you this tool is just to not default into that chasing. Cause I think that's this automated response sometimes for people. It's like, if you're, if you're like, huh, but why are you not nice to me? Why don't you love me? It's like hard not to try and earn people, especially if you have a childhood experience that really reinforced that need to please. It can be triggered in all sorts of situations. So just remember if somebody is not deserving of your affections, your attention, your kindness, your joy, that your light. Don't take it personally and do not give that gift to people who have not proven that they deserve it. That is my script tattoo I'm giving to you. 
All right, the next tool, see your life with gift of life eyes. I just wanted to throw this one in here because I don't want you to let the culture of ambition tell you the wrong story about your life. I think a lot of the time we, all we can see is all the things we don't have and all the things we haven't done yet and all the things that other people have done and we haven't or all the stuff that's lacking that we really want. And I think what a lot of people get, like, like if you go travel to a third world country or you have like uh, a near-death experience or you have like a very shocking sudden loss, it's like your, your lens changes and suddenly you see, oh my God, I am so fucking lucky. It's like only in that wake of that information can you see everything in this new scale. And so I just wanted you to try and practice that without that experience. Like, let's not need that to see this way, you know? So just take a moment, look at your body, look at what's adorning your body right now, look at the space you're in, look at all of the things that you have access to in this very moment, all of the things you have supplied your family with, all of the resources you have, and just see the scale of that gift. And know that it's a lot. Really feel such gratitude for what you have. And the last tool I have for you, it's kind of a weird one. I arrived at it in a very roundabout way that I'll explain to you. (laughs) Might freak you out a little bit. It's called honoring the magic of your temple. And by that I mean the, the magic that exists in the legacy that is you, specifically you. In, I do creative dream work and one thing that we, we kind of work with like images that come to mind and one thing that came through in one of my recent workshops is that um, I kind of got this insight about that that kind of came through the figure that is my grandmother in my mind's eye. And the insight is you teach your kids how to be with how you move through the world with your actual physical body and how you exist how you use your power and how you function in everyday life, how you flow through a single day, doing everyday routines, doing all of the, that's, you are teaching others about how capable people are with just how you move your body. And so whenever you witness a person that is very driven, you can learn so much just by watching how they move through their life. And so for me with this experience with my kids, I am creating a ceiling for their life that is so high like you don't have to force your kids into a thousand classes you can really just encourage that light of ability and um, limitlessness in who they are and so anyway all of that is to say I want you to try and break out of the frame that is culturally generated in you in the form of all of the needs and all of the norms and all of the rules and really try and come into that which is specific to you and what makes you amazing and powerful. And I want you to, to really place stock and honor the things that are invisible, like the, to treasure the magic of parts of your childhood that have manifested in your adult life, you know? Like what is the special wonder 
that you generate for those you love, the stories you weave, the structure you facilitate, what is the routine that you have built. These things are all sacred in how they reflect your inner being. And in that, like the way we move through our life is somewhat a meditation in itself. Like we create the world as we move through it in how we move through it, in our attitude and our energy and how we react to others and what we choose to bring forth, what we choose to place energy on. So what are the rules of the sacred room that is your happiest, most calm and thriving being? And how can you honor those rules and also recreate them and reinforce them you know I think a lot of the time it's like we can find a tribe and and when we return back to that tribe it's like all of the rhythms come back and it's like we just feel so at home and so like ourselves it's like we can really use our voice to the fullest how can we curate moments in our life when we are in that self you know and I think that you know it's rare sometimes for a lot of us like especially if you are more a more sensitive, creative person. It's really, um, it's really hard to find those spaces to feel that way. So how can you make that a priority to recreate that joyful room of you feeling like yourself? How can you curate that for yourself? For me, I have to like seek out these random weird classes and then book them and like seek out hangouts with the people I grew up with. It's like we really have to make those things emphasized because nobody else is going to emphasize them for us. Choose your values based on the legacy of what you have valued in all times of your life, including when you were tiny, like when you were new in this world. What do you care deeply about on a level that dates back to your origin? And how can you continue to foster and engender worth in those beliefs today, right now? My entire house is like a temple to my childhood, I don't know, magic. And I very much designed our space around the sunset because it gives me this sense of reverence. And I think for a lot of people, it's like it's nature or it's singing or it's feeling um, a connection to something greater. So I want you to s- return some some time today to a place that, that creates this energy of focused, calm, original self in the place of shopping or streaming, just one hour, if not today, this week. So those are my tools. And Before I close, I want to thank my latest sponsors. If anyone has the means, donations really help out this show. If you don't have the means, I totally get it. If you could share it with someone it could help, that would be amazing. In closing, don't ever forget the seeds grow. Like the self-work, the things you're trying to practice, that you're trying to foster in your life, they do grow, but it's so slowly. But trust that they grow. They grow with the quality of intention. So just know that if you mean it, it exists. If you mean it and you're putting energy toward it, toward it, it is growing. It's just like it takes a while for you to actually have enough distance from the beginning point to be able to see it, you know, in that, the difference. And know absolutely that it is all adding up. So don't get distracted by looking at your feet. It just takes some time. Don't lose heart. So happy holidays, friends. I send you my love. And don't forget to smile. Thank you.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.